My mum's podcast is recorded on Bear Pie Land. We pay respect to the elders past, present and emerging. Welcome to how to run a successful business and still have a life. I am simply Stacey Morgan. As a mum of three and owner of three successful businesses, I'm acutely aware of the juggling act that is parenthood and entrepreneurship. Join me for bite-sized business tips, served simply, without ambiguity, aimed at helping you boost your productivity and give you more time in life for the things that really matter. Each week, we're talking motherhood, marriage, and making it in business. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to How to Run a Successful Business and Still Have a Life. My name is Stacey Morgan, and today's episode is brought to you by my one-on-one coaching program, Simply You and I. You can get personalized business coaching sessions with me. You just need to go to simplystacymorgan.com. How are you? Today's going to be a really laid back, like really cruisy episode. I'm so glad that you're here, and thank you so much for joining me because it's you know, episode one in our three-part series of my favorite things. Yay. And today we're going to be talking about something super fun, which is um, the, th- the favorite things I'm binging. So, so strap in, it's going to be a really good time. I'd like to start by talking about Sex in the City. And I'm talking about the original Sex in the City because I don't know about you, but I'm one of these people that really cannot be... Um, productive if there's not background noise so that's kind of just part of me and my personality I love to have just voices action things going on the silence I cannot deal with Um, in saying that it doesn't necessarily always help if that background noise is music because being a dancer I am constantly choreographing or need to move or need to dance or need to create when there's music playing so music doesn't kind of relax me it kind of brings me into work mode so instead what I love to have on in the background when I'm trying to you know tidy up when I'm cooking when I'm getting something productive done when I'm just pottering around or when I'm you know get to a a brand new place and and go into a hotel room I like to turn the tv on or to put something on my phone and the thing that I am is my go-to is episode old episodes of sex in the city I don't know if that's just me or whether that's you as well, but there is something really calming about these characters that I've known for so long and their storylines that I have known for so long and so many of their words, which I can say by heart. There is just something about this show. And for me, it's um, the rewatch is not really aging terribly well. It's kind of a little bit cringy, um, but I still love it anyway. And speaking of cringy, but loving it anyway, I want to talk about, and just like that, the Sex and the City reboot. I find watching this the biggest kind of bittersweet, heart torn into two places, two two different sides of the coin experience. Is it just me or do you feel this as well? Because part of me loves looking at it. I love the characters. I love the fashion. I love New York. I just love it. And then so many things happen that I'm like, oh, cringe. I can't. I absolutely can't. Um, So I'm hoping that that's not just me and that it feels like that's kind of a universal experience. With anyone else that I talk to or anything I read, I feel like everybody is watching it every episode religiously as soon as it comes out. And of course, you know, there hasn't been a new episode in in a couple of months now and this is, you know, going to seem kind of um, 
you know, we're in between two seasons, so you've probably kind of forgotten that cringing, like, fe- like really visceral feeling you had when you were watching it because it's been a little while. But for me, I would so look forward to it and then at the same time I would watch it and go, yeah, yeah. Let's take Miranda, for example. Miranda, when you do the rewatch, and this is why I wanted to talk about the original season as well, or the original six seasons, as well as now watching the reboot. When you watch the original, you know, Miranda is the person that says what the audience is thinking. Miranda is the person that, you know, is fighting um, against so many things that um, that the other girls are kind of, you know, going up against in terms of things that they should be doing or, or um, things that they should be saying or things they should should be wearing. Miranda is kind of that 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 breath of fresh air, that stand up for yourself, that, you know, have good boundaries. She really comes in and I think taught me so much when I was growing up in those really formative years, watching her going, oh no, I can, you know, I can stand up for what I want and I can set my own boundaries and live my own life. Look at Miranda go. And then the reboot just has her flailing about not really having a great sense of self. And I think that's been part of the cringeworthy factor. So in the original, she was so sure of herself and so sure of who she was and what she wanted in this world. And she, you know, went for what she wanted. And the rebooted version of Miranda, like Miranda grown up, is like, doesn't know what she wants or what's going on or what's wrong in her world or what's right. And so many of her scenes are just absolutely heartbreaking. You know, watching her sit on the couch and eat ice cream with Steve and Steve's having the best time ever and she's like completely miserable but they don't have these conversations like adults throughout the relationship she kind of just waits until she's met somebody else and then springs it on on him and he's in complete shock because he's quite happy and and you know loves sitting on the couch and eating ice cream and and does think that that's the bee's knees and she's you know completely unfulfilled so it's it's so cringeworthy (laughs) in that fact I, um, as a Peloton rider, found it completely cringeworthy and offensive that Mr. Big was riding a Peloton when he had a heart attack or had just ridden a Peloton when he had a heart attack. So that was really offensive. And, you know, Heath and I joke about that now at home because, you know, we're on the Peloton all the time. But the um, the whole killing off Mr. Big thing, I understand now, like perfect timing and it all worked out well because he was about to be cancelled anyway, but it it just i was not okay with that that the way that episode was beautifully done with them you know playing the records and and cooking together in the kitchen and having a dance and it was just heartbreaking i also take offense to how long it took carrie to stand in the doorway and just look at him and scream without actually calling an ambulance or doing anything productive during that time did that bug anybody else or was that just me just waiting and waiting and saying come on carrie Anytime now. Um, just gutting and devastating. The cringeworthy continues when it comes to Charlotte because Charlotte has um I feel like Charlotte's Charlotteness has just increased. She's just Charlotte is so much more Charlotte than Charlotte's ever been. And what I mean by that is her um the things that used to be cute about her, the things um, you know, she was very you know, straighty 180, she dressed a certain way, she had a certain lifestyle that was very her. They've kind of upped the ante on that with her. And now that she's doing, you know, all of her charlatting, especially while she's raising two young girls, I find a bit of it like a bit cringy when I'm 
listening to the way that she's parenting them and, you know, trying to maintain this completely um, held together lifestyle. And I'm thinking, what were you doing when these kids were young? Because <laughs> my life is chaos and you've only got two girls there to raise and you don't seem to have any chaos in your world. And I wonder what that part of the series would have looked like because this part of the series here, it, it seems that, you know, kind of nothing has changed from when the kids were babies, 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 once we first saw them until until now. She's still trying to make everything perfect and every element of her world perfect. Um this, the episode where she's hunting around for people to join the perfect dinner party because she wants to be friends with these perfect people. I'm just like, oh, okay, Charlotte. <laughs> I preferred it when it was just, you know, her wanting to have the right shoes to match her skirt, to match her handbag, to match her headband. <laughs> but now it's kind of a bit like, oh. And Carrie, I guess we need to talk about Carrie because, you know, she's the star. I know a lot of people have, like, Carrie is really controversial. A lot of people have a lot of opinions about Carrie. A lot of people are not big fans of Carrie Bradshaw. I've always been a really big fan of Carrie Bradshaw. I love that episode where she, um, she's fashion roadkill, where she wears the fabulous you know underwear with the, the big blue jacket. I love the episode where she's in Paris and she's in the fabulous big dress. I do adore Carrie. And I think what they've done with her has been really beautiful and really just um, – given her an opportunity to grieve and to find a new version of herself. I love the idea that she went back to the old apartment because, you know, for nostalgia purposes for the audience, but also for her in trying to reframe what her new world is like and what, you know, who she's going to be in this new phase, in this new season. Um, And when I say season, I mean season of her life, not season of the episodes of the TV show. Oh, that's right. It is a TV show. Sometimes when I'm talking about it, I forget that it's not actually real. Um, But, you know, we've just been in New York, Keith and I, and I did the, you know, the classic thing of walking down the streets that, you know, would have been Carrie Bradshaw's streets and, you know, taking a photo on the stoop that looks like it should be Carrie Bradshaw's stoop, even though it's all a set piece. It doesn't actually exist in New York itself. But, um, you know, you find those streets and those doorways that look look like they could could play the part. And so that's always really fun. I um, took Heath to Fat Witch Brownies, which is where um, Carrie goes to get the brownies to then give to her neighbour that she was screaming at at two o'clock in the morning. And rightly so. Can I just say, screaming at that neighbour for making noise on the stoop. Um, but, yeah, we went to that brownie store and and had some of those brownies and it was well worth the trip to the Chelsea market just to do that. But all of those little th- things are fun to do in New York, especially when you're reminiscing about the show. And I'd love to hear what you think as well. So, you know, are you somebody who longs for the old series or does the old series now make you cringe? Um do you love the new reboot or do you think that's cringeworthy as well? When we were in New York, they announced that it had been picked up for season two and I did a little skip in the street like I was really excited. So even though I have all these cringy things to say about it, it's, you know, it's like a, it's, it's, it's like a car crash. I can't look away. <laughs> I have to. It's not necessarily fantastic, but I still love and adore the characters and love and adore the fact that they're giving it a second life. And who wouldn't want to see all the fabulous outfits and the fabulous um things that they have to wear and and walking along the streets of New York. It's just a, it's just a feast um, for my heart and my soul and my eyes as well. And I hope it is for you too. I should talk about what else I'm binging. At the moment, I'm binging Raw. 
which is that eight-part series about eight different women. And it's very thought-provoking and fantastic. Nicole Kidman is in it. Simon Baker um, plays Nicole Kidman's husband in episode two. Simon Baker is so gorgeous. In the first, in like at the start of that episode, she's doing her hair in the bathroom and he walks in and says, hot date. And he looks so hot. (laughs) And I, I was like, yeah, you. That's why she's doing her hair. Gosh. Um, what else? Of course, I've talked before on the podcast about Ted Lasso and how much I adore Ted Lasso. And we are heading, you know, swiftly towards September when uh, when season three of Ted Lasso will be released. And of course, they only release it weekly. So you, there's going to be so much anticipation building around season three for Ted Lasso, which I absolutely adore and cannot wait for. I've recently gone back and watched and re-binged all of 30 Rock Again, I did it in the lead up to going to New York because, you know, 30 Rock, Rockefeller Plaza, I'd be walking, you know, past those streets every day and, you know, singing the theme song. And it, gosh, it was a funny show. You forget when you don't see it for a little while exactly how hilarious it is. Um, But if you haven't watched it in a little while, or perhaps it's a show that skipped by you and you didn't watch it at all, I do encourage you to go back to season one. The earlier seasons are the best. It kind of goes through a lull. It comes good to get in the end, but it's such a funny show. So I encourage you to go back and check that out. And the other thing I've been binging has been Atlas of the Heart, which is what I'll be talking about next week in my second favourite things. It's a three-part series, so we've talked today about binging things. Next week, we're going to be talking about what I'm reading. And then in the third week, well, you'll just have to wait and see. But I appreciate you taking this time for me to rant about Sex and the City in the form of the original seasons and the reboot. I appreciate you being here. I would love to know your opinions. Please weigh in. Pretty, pretty please weigh in. We'll put... um, Uh, post up on my Instagram um, for you to jump in and tell us your opinions because uh, everybody has them when it comes to sex in the city. If you aren't following me already on Instagram, please do it. I'm at Simply Stacey Morgan. And if you want to check out all of the great deals we have in terms of business coaching, get some one-on-one coaching for you and for your business um, in the form of some personalized one-on-ones, you can do so now by booking at simplystacymorgan.com. If you love this episode, tag us, um, take a screenshot on your phone, stick it on your Insta story, tag me, I'm at Simply Stacey Morgan. And uh, of course, to check out all the things that I'm doing and here uh, a lot more about business and um, marriage and motherhood um, marriage motherhood and making it in business you can do so by going to simplystacymorgan.com I guarantee no sex in the city content on the website there whatsoever have a wonderful week and I will talk to you very soon how to run a successful business and still have a life is a Morgan Media original produced for the Morgan Media Network work with me one-on-one or in one of my many group coaching programs It is possible to run a successful business and still have a life. You can find out more at simplystacymorgan.com. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 